Thank you for checking out the Long Run Podcast. As you probably know, being a young adult is sometimes just as confusing as it can be exciting. Our 20s and 30s bring about many life-altering decisions and seasons of change. How we decide to live through those seasons will directly impact us in the long run. Our vision for this podcast is to help you make your life count by knowing Jesus, loving Him, and becoming like Him daily. Having said that, here's the next episode of the Long Run Podcast. Cliff, I sure did enjoy your pool today. I thought we were going to kind of chill out together, and as I was floating around in the pool getting sunburned, not the only thing I can do outside, you kept pressure washing the whole sidewalk kind of ruined my relaxation today but that's okay you know you should be used to it being lee downing's son who's he'll rest for about five minutes and then he'll keep working so Mm -hmm. i I was just motivated my wife was at her parents and i wanted to try to get some work done i wasn't angry that you were in the pool i was i was happy that somebody was enjoying it you just wanted to show off your little pressure washer it kind of had this weird cylinder thing on it i've never Mm -hmm. seen that before yeah so it's underneath it's uh, it has like two things, and it, it's like a, a sprinkler, and it goes a lot faster, and it covers a lot more area. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Your dog was sure enjoying it, sitting there watching it. Yeah, she's a sweet girl. We need to have her on the podcast sometime. <laughs> <laughs> now, you have that neighborhood dog that keeps coming over there. Draco is our neighbor dog. She's a, he's a yellow lab. I have a chocolate lab, and they're best friends. Yes, they go into each other's house. Opposite have, sex, and they're best friends. They're huh? best friends with benefits. Uh, okay, uh, worry, mine's fixed. <laughs> so, uh, have your way, Draco. Um, but yeah, they have birthday celebrations together. They spent Thanksgiving at uh, his house, Christmas at my house. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're they're BFFs. Well, it's easy because there's you know there's no possibility of children there so there's you don't have yeah, to get into sure. all the messy stuff there it's just <laughs> enjoying each other's lives because we do know kids ruin everything well and draco's not the smartest dog out of the box either he was kind of sitting on the other side of the fence and you were hollering at him but he couldn't figure out to go around the building instead i don't, <laughs> I don't know what his deal was today well that's beside the point uh well, everybody, thank you for checking out another episode of the Long Run Podcast. Of course, we have Pastor Cliff Marion on again this week. He was on the show last week on the episode that we did uh, about does God hear our prayers? Mm-hmm. And obviously, Jeff Jones was on it last week who helped jumpstart season two of the Long Run Podcast. I'll just give a quick plug to Jeff. He's probably not listening to this. I don't blame him. <laughs> but Jeff, if you are... Thank you so much for everything you did. Jeff, uh, Jeff's funny. Like you said last week, he's probably the funniest guy you know. And y'all two are the funniest guys I know, but he has a different sense of humor. Yeah, he's y- di- his is smart humor, like puns, mm-hmm. and yeah, his is good. I'm just the low-hanging fruit humor. Mm-hmm. Both of you would not survive on stand-up comedy, but you together, <laughs> that's a dangerous combination. Together we would, yeah. That's a dangerous yeah. combination. But Jeff, thank you for everything you did. We enjoyed having you. Hopefully we can get you on again. But now, your replacement, Pastor Cliff Marion. Like I said, some of you guys listened last week. You know a little bit about Cliff, and he mm-hmm. was on an episode in the first season. Cliff, real briefly, just share a little bit about yourself so our audience can become familiar with you and understand when to take you serious and not to take okay, you serious. Okay, so um, I've been in Covington for 10 and a half years, started as a youth pastor. Now I'm the associate pastor, and um, our pastor is retiring. I'm sorry, I'm always going to struggle with it's looking okay. in the mic. Um, our pastor is retiring in just a couple weeks, and so I uh, don't know exactly what the future holds here at First Baptist Church Covington, but to sound ultra-spiritual, we know who holds the future. Amen. Mm-hmm. And so, um, anyways, but as of right now, I'm the associate pastor 
pastor and over missions and discipleship. Uh, I had Weston in my youth group, and um, and now he has grown up and he's graduated college, doing podcasts, doing all kinds of awesome things, mm, and yeah. and so I'm just happy uh, to be here. Very proud to be here. Well, of course, I have a wife, two kids. <laughs> yeah, the great, great, great dog. Uh, house with the pool. Um, I love how we talked about your dog and your career, and then you're like, oh wait, I have a wife and kids. <laughs> you know, but let's be honest. Like when you watch these things, people start talking about their family. You're kind of like, okay, whatever. You know, this so, is true. Uh, so they're like, okay, get to the good stuff. Why are you here? What are you talking about? Mm-hmm, that's sure. That's what that's what today is. Well, Cliff, we were having an interesting conversation today. By the way, if you're actually still here after Cliff mentioned his family. We had an interesting conversation today when we went to Burger King. We were talking about, you were asking me what I see myself kind of doing mm-hmm. down the road in the future. For those of you who don't know, I just graduated from the University of Memphis, obviously, so I'm now transitioning into the real, real world of the working, you know, the nine to five and spending my time working and <laughs> doing whatever else. I don't know. It's actually You're really grown up. It's actually really weird. And some of y'all who may be listening, you may be an adult listening to this. You may be in college or yeah. out of high school working. And so wherever you find yourself, feel free to just kind of enjoy my perspective as I kind of navigate this time in my life. And I'm sure asking Cliff all sorts of advice and uh, figure out how he does it, how he tends to mm-hmm. make so much money by hardly working. I'm I'm trying to get there. Once you figure out how to... Uh not work very hard and make a good salary. I think you've arrived, right? Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. So that brings us to today. What we were kind of discussing, what <laughs> what we discussed at Burger King after we figured out we were getting the two for ten. We were talking about. You asked me what I wanted to do, and I was kind of sharing you. Well, I could see myself working at a church. I could see myself, you know, doing business. I'm not really sure. And I kind of shared with you some struggles I had throughout college of how do you prepare for the future mm-hmm. and be future minded but not focus on it and be where you're planted because i think a lot of young adults shoot even adults have troubles with that you know you want to prepare for a future career you might have because you got to know what to study mm-hmm. while you're in college uh, you kind of want to have a financial planning of that maybe too uh, where you're going to live how many kids you're going to have you know start planning for those things college funds planning is involved in every aspect of our life as we grow up but when does it kind of take you away from today because that's really that's most important yeah. because you know the bible says you don't know how long you're going to live you're not guaranteed tomorrow yeah so this is the the pattern that I have seen. You know, you don't think a lot about the future, you know, when you're young. Uh, maybe when you start hitting middle school and, and high school, you're thinking, yeah. oh, man, in a couple of years I'll be able to drive, you know, maybe I'll get a job then. And um, But it's really in the high school when you start thinking about the future of, Oh gosh, you know, am I going to go? Am I going to college? Mm-hmm. I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. You know, what? Where should I go to college? And and so, um, so you start having those preliminary thoughts of, man, I'm going to be out of high school in just a couple of years. I better have some answers. Well, uh, a lot of people, especially those who are maybe listening today, then the next step is you go to college, and then it's like, well, I don't know what I want to major in. I don't know what I do, and and so you just kind of pick something mm-hmm. and uh, and so you kind of start finding your way through college and then next thing you know graduation is upon you and and we've skipped hundreds and thousands of other major decisions of you know fraternity life dating life mm-hmm. uh, working in, in co- you know all kinds of decisions that yeah. we could we, we'll talk about you know another uh, podcast but uh, so you you 
have to look forward like you have to plan for the future if you're not then you're never going to be prepared right. you're going to be caught flat-footed in a lot of ways so planning for the future is very good to do mm-hmm. right and so that's the that's i think the very first thing that we have to um just commit to today is that planning for the future is a good thing um and i think the very first thing you have to do though when you're planning for the future is say god i, I am yours okay yeah right you know uh, i just uh, uh finished a sermon uh on god is the potter and we're the clay you know when the the safest place that we could be is is on uh the pottery the potter's will mm-hmm. you know and uh, it might hurt when he's molding us, but at least we're there, right. and at least he's on us. You know, another metaphor is, you know, if this is God's will, I want to be right in the middle of God's will, and yeah. and uh, and so that's really kind of what we're talking about. And so as you as you're making plans, the number one thing that you have to to be committed to is my plans are going to be within God's will. Right. And man, that's a whole another podcast that you're <laughs> yeah. going to talk about. <laughs> how sure. do I know what God's will is? You know, mm, decisions, well, all that stuff. Well, I would just say this: if uh, if you look at Philippians four verse uh, 8 he says whatever is good whatever is noble whatever is pure any of those things you know uh, that is good Mm -hmm. you know and I think okay focus on that how do I know what God's will is for me about uh, dating well uh, there's just a, a couple of simple diagnostic questions. Is he or she a believer? Right. Are they walking close to the Lord? Right. You know, and and if you can say yes to, to those first two questions, then the other ones will kind of sort themselves out as mm-hmm. you get to know. But there's just a few very important questions you have to nail down on the front end, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, again, with uh, dating or, or careers right. or, or, you know, schools like that. And, and, it's, so. and it's really like, I'm not going to say it's simple, but it's what has God already spoken versus what you're trying to figure out right now because that's a big filter and a funnel that you have to pass through okay you're trying to figure out well i'm just trying to figure out what god wants me to do whether it's big decisions where you're going to work where you're going to live who you're going to marry those things life-changing decisions which little decisions change your life too but you get what i'm you get the point i'm trying to make you're trying to uh determine those things by prayer and seeking god's uh desired will for what's most effective in your life but if you take a step back what is he already spoken because that's really the balance there yes okay what's he want me to do as far as these two decisions go you know i got two girls here whatever you know they're both believers which one am i gonna pick you know if you're lucky you know what i mean but take a step back like i said what's the bible saying What's his will for your life? That you'd be sanctified, that you'd mm. become more like his son. Right. And so, what should we? What should take up a lot of our mind here and our focus? This decision we have to make, or what he's already spoken to. Yeah, you, you should hopefully surround yourself with people who speak positively into your life, not just positively. I'm, you know, I'm sounding like mm-hmm. a, a faith healer, I guess, but mm-hmm. uh, but someone who's going to speak God's word into your life, and and uh, and you know, Proverbs tells us. I was just looking for this: the heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. And and uh, I think it's uh, Proverbs fifteen twenty two that says basically there is wisdom in the counsel of many. Mm-hmm. You know, so you need to surround yourself with with good counsel you know people who are also walking with the lord and uh and i used to say you know go seek the counsel or wise seeks counsel but really it goes a step further of just seeking counsel it's applying that counsel to your life you yeah. know and so uh you need to surround yourself with people hopefully that's a youth minister or a pastor oh, man, god's per- perfect plan is that your parents you know and and so um you know listen to them 
and uh, and then uh, Proverbs three, what five and six says, lean not on your understanding, but mm-hmm. trust in the Lord. You know, with all your ways, and so those are some very important uh, concepts there that we need to uh, think on. Uh, and then as we plan for the future, also be flexible. You know, plans are fluid. Plans are made to change. You know, some people are like, no, this is it. We're going to stick to it, you know, mm-hmm. but but be flexible and fluid with uh, your future, you know. And so for me, I'm giving you this advice. But for me, I, there was no fluidity for my plans. I was saved as a ninth grader, as a 10th grader. I felt called to be a youth pastor. And everything from then on uh, was, I'm going to be a youth pastor from 10th mm-hmm. grade. It was it was great. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And so uh, when I played football, it was, how is this going to make me a better youth minister? Mm-hmm. The classes that I picked, the major that I picked in college, I picked sociology. And, you know, a lot of people don't even know what sociology is. And I, I studied what sociology was. I picked between that and psychology. And I felt like the the just understanding community, understanding groups would help me as a pastor. And it, and it has. So I picked my major knowing that I was going to be a pastor, you know, and and the, the type of people that, that I hung around with, whether it's friends, uh, dating life, I, I dated and I hung around people that I thought would help make me a better youth pastor mm-hmm. eventually, you know. So everything I did was geared towards I'm going to be a youth minister. But I, I think that is the uh, the exception to the rule. I think most people go through high school and college not knowing. If you are if you know exactly what God has called you to do, uh, run with it, right, and just mm-hmm. be singular focused and go. Don't have a backup plan. I had a pastor who said, now, you know, ministry is no sure thing. You need to— uh, uh, get an education major so you can maybe be a teacher and i was like no mm-hmm. god has called me to be a pastor and that, and I, I mean i'm so resolute on that i know that that's what i'm going to do yeah and i wasn't going to have a backup plan and so um so if if that's where you are count yourself lucky and and run like crazy but if you're like most people like you mm-hmm. not exactly sure then just be the very best version of you where you are mm-hmm. you know and and you might have a marketing degree some people have finance degrees and and they have they never use that again in their life that's right after god moves them or plants them somewhere else that degree was not really usable you know and right. so uh, but there's nothing wasted in, in the journey either mm-hmm. uh so let's see uh, be flexible uh the, oh, the third thing you talked about this and we were um we we were at a dinner party last night and this came up the enneagram Oh, yeah. You know, people talk about I'm an Enneagram 3 or what a 9 or whatever the numbers yeah, are. And I only know my number. I don't know. Everybody, <laughs> I'm like, I think I'm an Enneagram 12, and everybody just looks at you. That's not funny, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so I, I took the Enneagram one time, and, and I don't remember what my numbers are. Um, it used to be for us before the Enneagram was out. Uh, it shows how old I am. Uh, it was spiritual gifts assessment. You mm-hmm. know, we would take it, and, you know, diff- uh, like once a month just to see how things were changed, you know, and like, what am I this month? And, um, and here's... <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I have found to be true. Uh, you should always be growing, and uh, and who you are today should not be who you are uh, in a year from now or really five years from now. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you will look back eventually, and I think I'm jumping ahead, but you will look back uh, on who you are today and say, man, I was an idiot. <laughs> and if you don't look back and think you're an idiot, then you're probably still an idiot. Mm-hmm. You know, and so don't be so caught up in who you are today and think this is my best version, you know, uh, accept me or leave me. Right. Like, it's not that. It's like, no. And I preached this in my sermon earlier of uh, we're all 
clay that's being worked on by the potter mm-hmm. and he's never done working on yeah. you and so uh, so be flexible uh, your Enneagram your personality it will change yeah. I'm telling you your passions you know people say follow your passions they change that's true and and how 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 does that happen well sometimes uh, tragedy hits mm-hmm. and your personalities can change overnight with tragedy yeah uh, sometimes uh, people come into your life and your interests change your habits change uh, sometimes people um, uh, gain a lot of weight, lose a lot of weight. They get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, they move. All kinds of different life stresses can can happen. Have more kids need to make more money. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. So, so all kinds of things happen that change who you are. Mm-hmm. So, just because you're a certain number on the enneagram or your your uh, uh, spiritual gifts or this this and mm-hmm. this, that doesn't mean that that's what it's going to be in a few years from now. Uh, because quite honestly, when I started out as a youth minister in my early twenties, look, I didn't want to do any kind of paperwork. Right. Like, I mean, I didn't want to do any. I just wanted to hang out with students. I want to be relational. I wanted to, to go to their games and and just you know and 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 do that with them and uh, but now uh administration is and and leadership is a key part mm-hmm. of what i do like i enjoy the the organizational leadership and and the administration of of a large church yeah. and and that's that wasn't who i was even five years ago right that wasn't who i who i was and so understand that you will grow and you will change as you're planning for the future like sure. give yourself I wish I had a piece of paper. You remember the the uh, notebook paper that we used to write on? Mm-hmm. Had the lines, and yeah, then yeah. on the right side you had the margin. Mm-hmm. Don't write on the other side. I, you need to give yourself that margin in life, mm-hmm. that space for maybe overrun sentences or overrun phases in life, mm-hmm. or just space for rest, the space for uh, maybe just a little extra here, or whatever. Give you that. Give yourself that margin that things may not always turn out right. as clean as you think. You know, and so, and then the last thing is we looked at this uh, planning for the future is be open to changes. Be open to changes, whether that's moving, whether that's people coming in. That's it's it's a loss. It can be a loss of anything. You know, right. people, place, thing, whatever. And so, uh, just be prepared because life rarely turns out the way you draw it up. Right. And I can really, when I ask these questions to you, where's the balance of planning for the future and being where you're at too. Everybody is wired so differently. Mm -hmm. So I'll bring up the Enneagram. I'm number three. Those of you, you're like, okay, I don't know what a three is. And everybody who knows me, they're like, oh, yeah, he's he's totally a three. Oh, he's not a three. A three is like an achiever, so you're like goal-oriented and stuff like that. That's kind of how I am. And so you know me. I've mentioned it on here. Like I was running a digital marketing business, freelance and stuff. Mm -hmm. My first few years of college, I went to MTSU in Murfreesboro my first year. And I remember my first year in Murfreesboro, I was like, okay, What's God's will for my life? Don't really want to do this video thing anymore. Sitting behind a computer all day. Want to be around people more. And you just begin to learn how the world works a little more. You know what I mean? As you begin to grow up. Right. You're making money. You're having to work. You're beginning to see, okay, maybe I can't spend so much time doing this. Oh, my God, I have a lot of time doing this. How oh, I have responsibilities here. How do I balance work, church life, and then family, and all these different aspects, especially within school. And I remember thinking, okay, let me just plan out my life. It's like a road map. And I remember when we first did this podcast uh, last year, I mentioned this. You know, I thought I was going to have a road map laid out. Oh, I want to do this, want to do that. I don't know if I'm naturally a planner. I guess I am. But then I remember the Lord showed me. He was like, no, just focus on what's next. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I just need to be That's worried right. about what's next. Well, I was always worried about what's next. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Not that that's wrong, yeah. but that's 
the only thing you should be focused on is only what's next, not three steps ahead. But as far as the what's next, how much, if you want to break it down to percentages of what's on the forefront of your mind, that should be very small. Mm-hmm. And that should not always be present. Okay, because we talked about this today at Burger King, whether you're in your job or let's just use career, for example. Where's my next promotion? How do okay, I just mm-hmm. got this month's sales. That's the highest. Okay, well, I need more. I need a next. And you said this today. If there's always a next, then you'll never get there. What did you say today? Yeah, you, if, if you're always trying to reach the that next thing, you're always going to be let down because it's never going to be as good as you thought it was going to be. And like everything in the Bible, when you think about just the mindset of Jesus Christ, and we talk about things like this that people have heard before, it's so simple. It's just doing it. It's mm-hmm. reading the word and applying it. It's hearing that and applying it and not forgetting it or just letting it kind of slip out of our ear because, you know, it's like, oh, okay, I get that. I'll, I'll try to do that. But until you, like, experience it, like, oh, I've been doing that. Mm-hmm. Now I can really relate with it. And once that hit me, I was focusing on, look, I'll mention this. Was it, you, did you say a pastor or somebody in your life that said you need to have a backup plan when mm-hmm. you're wanting to be yeah. a pastor? I was like trying to have options, you know what I mean? Going now, I'm like junior, uh, junior year in college. I'm like, well, maybe I want to do this, maybe I want to do this. And now I had the idol of the God of options mm-hmm. right in front of me. It's so many options that it crippled me, you know. And you're trying to prepare for the future, but you can't even make a decision because you have all these backup plans. And it's like, okay, I've got to make a decision now. Mm-hmm. And you know, I can sit here in prayer and fast and wait for an audible call from God, but it's like, okay, you know. What am I gifted in? Where's my heart at? What's nagging me? What do I feel when I'm in Scripture? Not this weird desire that just comes over me every so often. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? When I know I'm in a selfish mindset and stuff yeah. like this. Because I'm speaking about this when it prepares your future. Maybe you don't know what you want to do. So you really have to be careful in that. But honestly, Cliff, as we talked about this today and kind of what I was thinking back the past week is what kind of consumes our mind and where our motives are and what should be a lot of our headspace and our energy as the day-to-day goes. Because like I said, a lot of it was what's next for me. Mm -hmm. But now when I take a step back, it's no longer, okay, how can I be the best salesman? How can I be the best videographer? How can I be the best well-known pastor? How can I be a better communicator as a pastor? Or whatever these things that I do, how can I be better at them because they define me? But when we take a step back, like we mentioned two episodes ago about what our purpose is to glorify God, it's like, okay, let my time and energy now flow back to where I'm not comparing horizontally to get my value, but I'm comparing vertically, you know, pretty cheesy, but back to God to where that's really what I'm living for. And, it, you know, it, it's like, okay, just stop focusing so much on the world and focus on God. Another simple thing, but we kind of let it go of, look, we're here to help make disciples and influence people towards Christ and and really have this authentic relationship with Jesus Yes, these big life decisions of college and, you know, who we're going to date, where we're going to live, kind of consume us and overwhelm us, and those will come. But I think when we're not just planted where we're at, seeing how we can glorify God in the moment-to-moment of our lives, whether it's crunching those numbers. If you're—we <laughs> were talking about uh, to Katie last night, she's an accountant or whatever. Crunching those numbers in your account, it's like, how does this mundane work glorify mm-hmm. God versus going out and helping in the youth ministry? Yeah, I, and, and I— I get caught in that trap of thinking one career is better than the other when it comes to glorifying God. But Paul said multiple times in multiple of his letters, whatever you do, 
do it as unto the Lord, you know, Mm -hmm. to to glorify the Lord. Multiple times in Colossians, I think Mm -hmm. it's in Corinthians. And so Paul was very clear, whatever you do, do it unto the Lord. And, And we talked about that, and I remember getting some feedback on that of, I have got to remember that I'm not working for the boss at my work. I am working to honor and glorify my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And and I want to make one thing clear of, uh, you know, whether you're a minister or you're an accountant or marketing or a student right now, mm-hmm. whatever it is, um, the world tells us to have ambition, mm-hmm. to climb this ladder, to, to reach a certain point. I, I'm just telling you, I, I think that... Uh, ambition is a very dangerous word because naturally I think the tag of selfish ambition mm-hmm. I think they run very closely together especially in our American culture and you've got to be very careful because you could be ambitious and it not be sinful but I'm telling you that sinful of that sin of selfishness mm-hmm. is is the shadow yeah. and and you and it's really hard to outrun that selfish ambition so be very cautious you know and and you know I, I talked to a man he said all I want is make a good salary and, and take care of my family and and that's really good you know and uh, but when you are constantly trying to climb that ladder I, I had a pastor tell me one time I'm starving on the salary that I used to pray for <laughs> and so uh, it's never going to be enough mm-hmm. you have got to learn to be content and and I used this example with you before of, of contentment you know uh, it doesn't matter this can be true uh, for cars for relationships, wife, for jobs, whatever, this metaphor is true. If you start looking out for other options, you're going to immediately be discontented with what you have. So if you have a car and you start shopping for a new car, you're more and more going to fall out of love with the car you have and be less grateful for it. Mm-hmm. If you're with the person, maybe in marriage, and uh, and you start looking around and and uh, you know oodling over you know another right. person, I promise you, you will not be contented with the person you're with. In jobs, if you're on uh, Indeed.com or whatever it is, mm-hmm. all the other job sites, and and you're looking of other you know places, I promise you, the grass is always going to look and smell greener on the other side but you're going and you're not going to be as happy with where you are and so you've got to learn that balance of contentment but also always being driven right not just uh what's the word i'm looking for not contentment but not lackadaisical where you are you know not not just to get into a a lazy rut and and so uh as we talk about you know looking forward but also balancing the day-to-day stuff it's the key is you have to grow where god has planted you and you know another way to say that is wherever you are be all in, you know, don't, don't look of what's, what else is out there. What are my other options as you were talking about, you know, of having, you know, oodles of options, but be all in, you know, uh, if God has you somewhere, put roots down and be the best version of you there. Mm -hmm. You know, how many of our listeners have grown up in churches where you've had multiple youth pastors and multiple pastors? Mm -hmm. You know, I think that is one of the biggest weaknesses of the American church is the the constant movement of pastors coming and going. And, and you know, they, most of the time we all leave for bigger and higher paying churches. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, and I can make a case why that actually makes sense. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, but one reason I've been at Covington now for 10 and a half years, and I hope for, for many, many more years, is I believe in the power of longevity. I believe that I wanted, when I got here, I wanted to plant my roots, mm-hmm. and I wanted this to be where my kids grew up. And, and 
by the grace of God, this is the only church that my kids have known. This is the only school that my kids have known. And I hope it's that way, Mm -hmm. you know, but unfortunately that is the anomaly. So as we talk about, you know, planting where, uh, or, you know, grow where God has planted you, you got to focus as you focus on the future. Don't allow that to be a cop out for ignoring today's responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's easy for me as a pastor to to plan for next year and, you know, oh, well, this is where I want to go, but I'm not handling the hard things today, mm-hmm. you know, and so sometimes that, that can happen. You can you could say, well, this uh, elective course isn't important for what I want to do, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to uh, half, you know, uh, give half my effort, you know, yeah. and and that's that's not glorifying God. How have you seen that played out? And we can talk about this in the hypothetical too. But by not focusing on you know what's before you and kind of doing it half effortly, yeah. you know what I mean, <laughs> half effortly, and then you get down the road and you look back and you're like, if I would have just did that the way I was supposed to. Have you want you want to know how it plays out? This is exactly how it plays out. That habit of only giving half effort. Mm-hmm starts to to sneak into things that do matter. You see what I'm saying? What do you mean? All right, so if you think you could pick and choose, well, I'm not going to give my all here, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but I'm going to give my all here, eventually that bad habit of not giving your all all will, will bleed into other important areas of your life. You mm-hmm. know, you think you can flip the switch on, you know, and give my yeah. best year and give, not give my best year. Uh, no, you, you're, you constantly are building habits. And so, um, uh, the habits, I think it was Harvard or Stanford who did this uh, study. A lot of the habits that we have as adults actually started when we were in middle school, mm-hmm. when it, whether it was studying, cheating, lying, always having right. excuses, you know, treating people just as, as objects, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it actually started in middle school. And so uh, if it started in middle school, I bet you could trace it uh, from, from college back right now mm-hmm. and your areas of weakness. Right. And, and so, um, yeah, you, you, it's hard just to turn that switch, I'm going to be on today. Right. It's all about being a consistent person. You know, character is, what's the, what's the basic definition? Character is who you are when nobody's looking. Mm-hmm. You know, and another way you can say it is character is who you are when uh, something doesn't seem to matter. You're still giving mm-hmm. everything you have. It goes back to what Paul said. Whatever you do, do it as an, unto the Lord. Right. And so um, we talk about your future plans. Listen, if you don't work, if you don't commit to everything that you do, your future plans won't amount to jack, uh, amount to jack squat. Yeah. They, they just won't. Mm-hmm. You, your, your future doesn't just automatically happen. It happens with hard work. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it's, it's that balance of, okay, here's where I want to be. But you got to work your tail off to get there, right? And so, um, yeah, it's and it's that that encompasses everything. Every job you have. I mean, I deliver pizzas. Mm-hmm. I work for uh, uh, an electric company in the warehouse. But everything I did, I was thinking, how will this impact me? You know, even right. if it was a dead end job, there's nothing wasted in your life. There's no wasted job. There's no wasted class. There's no wasted relationship. Everything is shaping you, right? And, and see it that way. Mm-hmm. Everything. I mean, I think it's the principle, too. For example, say you got to fix some stuff in your house. If you just get somebody else to do it, and you know you could probably try to figure it out and learn something from it, yeah. you get somebody else to do it, you miss an opportunity to prepare yourself in the future for when something breaks and you need to be more self-sustainable. That's one example, okay? So another example would be you have English Comp 1 in college, and... You try to take it in high school and you didn't get the credit or whatever, so you're kind of just done with the class and you do it half 
effortly, you know. So when you're not, I think what I'm trying to say is if you're not moving forward, you're moving backward. Mm. And what I mean by that is if you're not moving forward to do it the right way, well, you're moving backward by you're accumulating a bad habit that mm-hmm. will carry with you. Yeah. So there could be a few different benefits from doing it the right way and doing what you're supposed to do it and doing it unto the Lord, not yeah. perfectly, but just actually doing your best and trying, which is yeah. none of us want to do in college. You know, we just want to get the grade and, you know, just get right. a B well, and, and move I, on. Yeah, and, and, I, and I get that. I that, do too. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know, know from experience. Well, what is the, the office? This is a run out the clock situation, you know? <laughs> and so, um, well, let's, let's kind of wrap this thing up, you know, as, mm-hmm. as we we're talking about balancing the looking towards the future versus today's uh, responsibilities. Again, we, we established that looking ahead is, is very biblical you know and and you could trust that god is is has got your future he's got your presence and your your present and your future uh, but it's good to look ahead mm-hmm. uh it's very important to have good counsel around you and have a good head on your shoulders of seeking what god's will is for that uh but then too uh it's important that you grow where god has you planted uh and of course uh other opportunities may look better mm-hmm. but god doesn't have you there right god has you here and and it's and and so I'm not going to elaborate anymore. Right. So, yes, look forward, but also grow where God has you. Mm-hmm. Don't be so busy. This is how I want to summarize it. Don't be so busy looking ahead that you're missing the presence. And uh, the, pre- the, the present is sometimes the presence. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and so we, we, we miss the now looking at the future and and i think there's a lot of regret in that when, when you when you get mm-hmm. down the road you, you think man i that was the best time yeah right. and i think the last thing i'll say is i think you start missing out on these different main areas in your life so career uh, socially your family maybe financially too if however many main areas there are i'm probably missing one or two but some of those begin to dwindle mm-hmm. with the amount of focus given to them because maybe you are focusing so much of your efforts on your future and like that's where your headspace is at versus, okay, here I am now. I just graduated college. I'll put myself right here on the spot, for example. I just graduated college. If all I'm focused on is, oh, I'm going to go get my master's. What do I need to do to get my master's? And I'm just searching or whatever, and I'm talking to people. I begin to miss out on opportunities that I want to serve in the church other places, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What church am I going to go to? How am I going to serve in a youth ministry maybe? Or how can I come in a little bit early to work? Hypothetically, that could play out to you, you know, your boss saying, well, he's a hard worker just because you're focused on the here and now and being committed. So mm-hmm. a lot of good stuff, Cliff. Yeah, no, it's and it's, look, there's no set concrete answer on this. Again, mm-hmm. it, it with all the different personality mixes, uh, it's just so important that you commit both now and the future unto the Lord and say, Father, I am just yours. I want to be on the potter's will. I want to be in the center of your will, whatever it is. Right. I, I, I want, I'm, I'm yours mm-hmm. and my present and my future is yours, God. And so if, if that's your mindset, really, mm-hmm. I think you're going to be okay. Everything else is just kind of a juggling act, a balancing act of kind of figuring it out as you go. But if that, that mindset is, Lord, I'm yours, do as you will. I think it's gonna. I think you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. 
It's good stuff. Well, you got anything else you want to add? No, nope. no, I'm you excited. Summarized it pretty well. <laughs> I'm excited about the future of the podcast and getting together. And I know we're coming into the summer, and maybe people. Uh, I don't know if pod, people listen more to podcasts during the summer or not. But hey, we'll be here putting out new episodes every week for sure. We may have a few guests that pop mm-hmm. in. Not really sure uh, what but, format we're going to yeah. go with here, but we know a few people in Covington. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know this, we keep mentioning Covington. It's 45 minutes north of Memphis. Yeah. Uh, I'm living in Memphis, but come up here to shoot the podcast because uh, we had some locations we had to switch around, but. If you are still listening to this, thank you for making it to the end of the podcast. I wish I could give you a treat and reward you, but I think uh, there was a lot of the good stuff. The whole podcast was a treat. Your presence is your present, right? That's right. That's right. You learned something. <laughs> yeah, your cheesy line from Christmas. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, I ask you just to do a few things for us, mainly one thing. Uh, be sure to rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Right here. Yeah, sure, right there. That would be awesome for you to do that to help us. Click uh, here to subscribe. He's acting like we're going to do that now. <laughs> That'd be awesome for you to do that so we could uh, spread out to a few more people. Mm-hmm. But again, thank you for listening. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you have anything else you'd want to hear, anything you want us to talk about, you know, hit me up on Instagram and YouTube just wherever want, you see this. I just want this podcast to get so big I can quit my day job, okay? I'm already looking at the future. What is your day job? I don't know anymore. You can stop these uh, weekend stand-up comedy routines. <laughs> Well, that's it for this week, everybody. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week.